0: This is Sports Geek Central, and I'm your host, Philip Carvalho. This is week two of my new podcast, as you know, Sports Geek Central, which can be found on the app CastBox. Just search Sports Geek Central. It can also be found on Apple's iTunes Store, which I have been approved, and also search Sports Geek Central. Um, Last week, I talked about... uh, potential draft picks for teams ranking um, draft players and also talk about potential free agents and where they should go and ranking them. Um, but this week I'll be talking about um, the la, the recent DeMarcus Cousins trade from the Kings to the Pelicans, the blockbuster trade. Um, talking about the next team that I think will be the um next team to be out of the rebuilding stage in the n f l and lastly my reactions to this week's um uEFA league uh matches um i'll be alone this week again with no guests sorry guys but next week um hope hopefully um my cousin who is coming in uh this thursday from brazil uh is a, a big Tampa Bay sports team fan. And hopefully we'll be talking about the lightning struggles. Um, talking about the um, season upcoming for the Bucks and who they should draft and free agents. So hopefully I can get him on the show. He said that he wants to be on the show. And so that'll be next week. So like I said, the Cousins trade. Uh, next team to be out of the rebuilding stage in NFL. And the UEFA League match um, reactions this week. So, let's start with the uh, DeMarcus Cousins trade, the Boogie trade. Now, DeMarcus Cousins, probably one of the best centers in the league right now, um, and but just you know wasn't on a really good team. Just, I mean, what can you do? With it? It's the Kings, you know, been struggling for uh more than a decade and really have no answer as of coming uh, coming out and playing the playoffs you know they just cannot do anything and DeMarcus Cousins was kind of that was kind of a, a hope but I mean even now now even the Kings don't even have him anymore um Cousins was a great player he was fourth in the NBA in scoring this year as a center uh in all positions. But he struggled a lot. With um, technical fouls. And just. Uh, I wouldn't say complaining. But you know just. Doing some crazy things in courts. and In the court. And getting called for the tees. So. Um, that was something that was. Um, a concern for the Kings. That's probably why he was traded. I think they just uh were impatient with how he acted. He was a great player, but you know you got the, I guess they thought that he had to be good on the court um both um playing wise and uh attitude wise. So I guess they wanted somebody someone else. Um but as you know, he went to the Pelicans. He was traded um uh, before the trade deadline which I w- I'm not sure but I think just ended a couple days ago. So, it was right before the trade deadline. Um, there was a couple other trades, like New Noel going to the Mavericks and um, Andrew Boga going to the 76ers. Uh, but the biggest trade, uh, as you know, would, was, is this one. And it sent DeMarcus Cousins and Amari Caspi to New Orleans, um, the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, and the Kings got buddy Hield, rookie buddy Hield. Uh, Tyree Evans who already used to play for them and Langston Galloway and a 2017 1st and 2nd round pick um, so this then puts uh, DeMarcus Cousins with Anthony Davis who are both um, top leaders in scoring in the NBA this season I think that's just going to be a great team because they're both great centers, great scorers. I think it will add a new aspect that hasn't been around in a while with two top scoring um, centers and power forwards uh, since Tim Duncan and David Robinson, who were the Twin Towers of the day. Um, Sadly, Twin Towers don't exist anymore, but I think you could say that Potentially, DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis can be the next um, Twin Towers. Um, You know, I think I think anybody without a doubt would say that the Kings, uh, I mean that the um, New Orleans Pelicans were the ones they got the better deal. I think you could say because of who the Kings got, they really just wanted to get rid of DeMarcus Cousins. I don't know why you would want to because Demarcus Cousins was such a great player. Um I mean they got Buddy Healed, who yes, you know, I think yeah, he's good. Um the King's GM uh said that he could be the potential um new Steph Curry. So I don't think so at all. I mean, tell me when Buddy Heald can hit a half court shot or thirty foot three pointer uh, with ease. Then you know, then tell me that. Then I could consider he's Steph Curry. But there's no way he could ever be a Steph Curry. Um, Ty- Tyreek Evans, he, yes, he's decent also, but he's coming to. Uh, he, I mean, he, he's not the same as he used to be. He already was with the Kings, traded to the Pelicans, now went back to Kings. I mean, and then they got Langston Galloway. And, I mean, probably I'd say the best things that they got with the trade was the first, second round picks next year. So they can start, I guess, you know, the players they got, they weren't too big on, but they got those picks. So potentially next year they could get... um, they could get some good draft picks next year. So I just think that I think they could change the NBA. Uh you know, we see a lot of fast-paced um teams this year um in the in the NBA and I think that they probably will be fast-paced too because of scores, but I think maybe maybe they can change the atmosphere of the New Orleans Pelicans who are a struggling team. But who are not far from in the playoffs. And there's still a lot of games to be played in the NBA. So I think that he could definitely change this team along with uh, Anthony Davis. If they were to get maybe um, in the draft next year or try to get a free agent, a guard, a really good guard, I think their team is set. I think maybe this year they won't do as good and you know just give time for things to develop and for a relationship between Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins who by the way are former Kentucky players University of Kentucky players under Calipari uh and I think that that will also add um an aspect of relationship between them I think they just will grow and grow and grow, and I think that guard will add to the team and will help them um, to become more of a all-around team. Um, next up for the talk, um, next topic, I think is the uh, is the next team that I think is the next team to be out of the rebuilding stage in the NFL. Now there's a lot of teams that um are in that rebuilding stage um that are struggling in the NFL that can get one thing going their way um and they're called, you know, the the um the re- rebuilding teams. And I think that some of those teams, you know, San Francisco, the Rams, the Jets, uh, the Jaguars, definitely the Browns, um, you know, th- those teams that are struggling and are, you know, trying to, it seems like they're trying to start over. And who I think is the next team to be out of the rebuilding stage, and this may be a surprise who went 3-13 and 13 last year, um, I think it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, now, don't get me wrong. They are a sad team. Uh, it's sad to see a Florida team, you know, me being a Bucks fan, it's sad to see another Florida team um, struggle like they have. Uh... Really, it was a breakout for Florida teams other than Jacksonville. I mean, the Bucks almost made the playoffs. The Dolphins made the playoffs. I think the Jacksonville are the next team out of Florida to be good. And I have a couple reasons why I say this. Um, first one, they just got Tom Coughlin. Um, Tom Coughlin, I think, is a great asset to what the Jackson Jaguars want to do um he is the vice president executive vice president for the Jacksonville Jaguars now uh hired i think a couple months um ago and coming from successful um New York Giants team who won i think he won what two Super Bowls with the Giants, both against the Patriots. Take that, Patriots fans. Um, But I think that he is a uh, great addition to the rebuilding of the Jaguars franchise, who really, since their existence, have not really been a really great team. I mean, sorry, Jaguars fans, but I think you would agree with that but I think that he will turn them around. Um, another reason I say is Tom Coughlin has already said that he is not committing to Blake Bortles being their starting quarterback. But to me, I think Blake Bortles is a good quarterback. I wouldn't say he's a great quarterback, but I'd say he's a good quarterback. I mean, he's uh, been three years in the NFL, Uh First season being 2014, and I think this year, you could say, was a downhill year from the year before, although they also didn't have a winning season the year before. But in 2015, he um, completed 58.6% of of his passes. Uh, He had 4,428 yards in the season, uh, 35 touchdowns. 18 interceptions and uh he I think that, that was his breakout year with with um Allen Robinson and um and other players. Uh this season, I think he re- he really went down. Uh still completed around the same passes, 58.9, but he had 3905 yards, well, 500 almost 5 yeah, about 500 yards less than last year. Um, threw um, twelve less touchdowns, less interceptions. But I think he threw a lot of interceptions last the, the 2015 because, you know, he was a guy that threw those long passes, and that that was their success. Um, getting those long passes, um, breakout um throws that really changed um their game like in a heartbeat. I think that's why he got interceptions because. But I think. And also this year this past year, Alan Robinson was not really a big part of their offense who really was a big um disappointment in fantasy leagues because he was so good in two thousand fifteen. Um another um reason I think the next rebuilding team is the players that they have. Um, like I said, Blake Bortles on offense, um Allen Robinson, who didn't have the best year this year, um, but I think he is up for a breakout year, another breakout year next year. Allen Hearns, same thing with him. Uh, Marquise Lee, you know, the rookie this year, and I think he showed a little bit of what he can do um, out of USC. Um, then they can utilize uh, Denard Robinson. Uh, I, thought, I don't think Julius Thomas, I think the reports are that he is Is probably going to the Dolphins, so he won't be there. Um, But they have Rashad Green. They have uh, very good uh, offensive players. I also think that they have a really good defense. Now, let me rephrase that. I don't think they have a good defense, but I think they have good players who can come together... You know, add maybe a couple couple players from free agency and draft this year. And I think they're a couple steps away from being a really good defense. I mean, you're talking about Jalen Ramsey, um, Miles Jack, um, Malik Jackson from the uh, Super Bowl-winning Broncos. You have uh, Prince Amukamari. Uh, you have... Um you have other like Dan Scooter um as well. And I think that they have potential players that in the long run can really um build a team that can contend in the AFC. They are in the NFC AFC South, sorry. Uh with the Titans and the texans and the colts and that division is always up for grabs every year you saw this year the texans making it being i think they were eight and eight so i think they are not in a difficult division where they could have one year where they may not do um well compared to other afc teams but you know they can get to the playoffs with an eight and eight record nine and seven record So I think that they could be the next team. Now, you know, bear with me. There's other teams that, um, based on what could happen in the offseason this year, I mean, the 49ers are starting to rebuild. I don't think it's going to happen this year. But I think they've already set the foundation with John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. And if they can get a really good quarterback, you know, I I wish Kirk Cousins could go over there. I don't think that's going to happen, but, you know, I think they're a couple steps away already with who they sign as coaches and GM, and there's other teams too, but I think that, like I said, the Jaguars have the best opportunity to do well with just the Tom Conflin and... uh, people that they have in the, in the office, um, with Blake Bortles as a, you know, people would say a mediocre quarterback, but I think he is a good quarterback and still has some breathing room, some growing um, to be done. I think maybe sign a veteran quarterback to help Blake Bortles to um, really develop and also with the teams, that, that the players that they have on their roster, I think they're set up for success um, in the long run in a couple of years. But I think, you know, they are a team that people, they're, they're unpredictable, but I think, you know, all they need is wins. Um, and they're not going to have a hard schedule next year, so maybe the next year could be their breakout year. Um, and the last um topic for this week's podcast is uh, my UEFA League match reactions to this week's games uh if you're not familiar with the UEFA League it's basically a competition uh between um top teams from different leagues in Europe like the uh, BPL the French League, the Spanish League, the German League, you know, even like the Belgium League um the uh Scottish League, and you know small- smaller leagues usually the bigger clubs have more teams in there the small uh, sorry, the bigger leagues have more teams in there, the smaller leagues have about one uh usually like the top teams that uh finished the year before like sometimes the top four or top two go on, and they play in a group stage where they have uh, 32 teams, I believe. It's eight groups, four in each, and they play each team twice. So there's two legs, that's what they're called. And uh, basically whoever has uh, the first and second team to have the most points 3 points for a win if you're not familiar 3 points for a win 1 point for a tie um the top two teams in each uh, group will go on to a round of 16 where they'll play teams based on wh- like teams based on where they finished in their groups and then they will also e- each each round it has two legs so like each team will play the other team twice And it's basically like, let's say a team wins 2-0, and then the next um, game, the other team wins 3-2. So then it's basically um, the amount of goals that the team scores, uh, it adds up. So whatever team has the most goals goes on to the next stage and this goes and this spans for months and months um during league games and for me in the america's in america in america where we don't have a lot of soccer airing you know mls is not really um that exciting but with um some channels like fox and nbc we can see uh BPL games and also UEFA matches. So there was um some very interesting um matches this week uh with uh the week before um some surprises with like uh uh PSG from France beating Barcelona 4-0 um which is a big surprise and surprised the soccer world. Um but this week there was um Bayer Leverkusen who beat um Atletico Madrid uh, sorry to rephrase that Atletico Madrid beating Bayer Leverkusen 4-2 um Man City playing a great game against Monaco winning 5-3 um uh Juventus uh beating uh Porto from Portugal 2-0, and Sevilla uh, beating uh, Leicester City 2-1. Um, on Tuesday, um, the 21st, there was, like I said, Atletico and Bayern Leverkusen. I watched a little bit of that, like the highlights. Um, I was too busy watching the other game, the Man City and Monaco, but I saw and it was some beautiful goals, especially the first one by uh, Saul. Um... A great uh top in's uh left corner goal and also goals by um Anton Griezmann and showing that, you know, he's still a really good player. Um next up the game that was also going at the same time was Man City in Monaco. And wow, what a game. <laughs> you know, I'm a Man City fan. Um Try not to be a little biased, but you know, any person that was watching that game would say the same thing that it was a great game. Um it was fun to watch, it was uh it was crazy to watch because I lost hope when Monaco started scoring and Man City didn't let down. I mean, let me um go through the goals. Raheem Sterling Scored in the 26th minute by an unselfish pass from um, Leroy Sané to go up 1-0. And then six minutes later, uh, Falcao scored in the 36th minute. And then um, uh, Keelan Mbappe scored in the 40th minute, who, by the way, is a rising star in the French League. And also... in um, Internationally, he's 18 years old. He's labeled as the next Thierry Henry He was really fast on those wings He was a crazy player to watch and I hope that maybe in the coming years he will improve and Can live up to that? um, to that comparison of Thierry Henry Um, Then it was halftime so it ended 2-1 at halftime. Then um, Kun Aguero scored in the 58th minute. Uh, then Falcao answered uh, back three minutes later in the 61th minute. Then Aguero answered back with a great volley in the corner with the, from a corner kick in the 71st minute. And then that that was then it was 3-3. Then John Stone scored also on a corner um, in the 77th minute. And then... Uh, Leroy Sané scored a beautiful, unselfish pass from Aguero um, in the 82nd minute to put it 5-3. As you can see, it was a crazy game. Back and forth, back and forth. Aguero and Falcao showing that um, guys, uh, young guys aren't the only ones that score. And they were crazy. It was a crazy game. Really bad defense. I mean it was terrible defense by both uh teams and I'm really excited to see the second leg of the match and it was you know the battle of Man City second in the um BPO at the moment and Monaco surprising many being the at the top of the um criticized French league for not being um, very competitive, but above of, um, Nice and also, um, PSG. So they're, um, doing great with the, uh, Falcao and Mbappe and they were a really good team. You know, it was really sad to, uh, have the game end because it was so exciting to watch. That was on February, um, 21st on Tuesday the next game two games on were Wednesday the 22nd the next day um Juventus uh, like I said beating Porto 2-0 and Sevilla beating Leicester 2-1 it was pretty sure it was 0-0 going to halftime Juventus and Porto there was a red card in like I think it was like the 20th minute or something like that because a guy um had gotten a yellow card and then like, 90 seconds later, got another yellow card. And two danger... Taint one, the first one, he stepped on a guy's heel. The next one, he slid dangerously into a defender. And he got two yellow cards. And they were down 10 men. And then it was tied. And then they started... Juventus started putting in subs. And I believe one of their first... Their subs scored. And the rest was history. They won 2-0. And they went on to... um. Porto like I said uh, that was the, the match was in Porto so next next game will be in um, Italy um, then the game that was going at the same time was Sevilla and Leicester City uh, it was a very sad game for Leicester City because as you know now uh, Claudio Ranieri was fired as the um, Leicester City coach after um, nine months ago, he surprisingly, with a one to five thousand odd, um, he won the English Premier League title. Um, but he was struggling, you know. Leicester City this year are at the bottom, close to regulation, um, which means they're they're close to going down to the second um, division in English, uh, in English soccer, so they were struggling a lot, and they lost to Sevilla 2-1, a strong Spanish team, you know, it was 2-0, and then Jamie Vardy scored um, late, it was just wasn't enough, and uh, sad, because, you know, I was following, I think a lot of people last year were following them, and rooting for them, and they won, and it was just sad the year this year, struggling, um. Uh, after so much success last year. Um, so those were the games. Uh, this past week, exciting games. I can't wait for the second leg. So if you want to know, if you want to watch the second legs, um, on Tuesday, uh, March seventh. You no, know, yeah, it, it spans. It's, it's definitely definitely a span. It's not like one after another after another. Uh there's a span between games. So March seventh there's Arsenal versus Byron and Napoli versus Real Madrid. Um if you're on the East Coast, it's at two forty-five and then you know Pacific Coast three hours earlier, you, you know about that. Uh so two forty-five. Usually they're on Fox Sports. Um you can watch it on there. So Byron, Arsenal, 245 and then Real Madrid, Napoli. I definitely, uh, Byron is up 5 1 in the goals. So that's, uh, Byron is, it's not going to be a competitive game. Arsenal may just try to, you know, play for pride. Uh, Real Madrid are up 3 1. So it's, uh, it it, 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 may be a good game to watch. It wasn't, the, the first game was good. Um, then on Wednesday, March 8th, there is uh, Benfica, who's a Portuguese team, against um, Borussia Dortmund. And Benfica, surprisingly, is up 1-0. Um, they're up 1-0 in the goals. So that's going to be a good game because Borussia Dortmund is a good team. And they need two goals Two they need a difference of two goals to win um that uh that set of games. Then the next one um on also March eighth uh is Barcelona and PSG. It's gonna be a hard game for Barcelona to come back. I mean they lost four zero in the first game, so it's probably another game for pride. Uh both those games are at two forty-five. Um Then Tuesday uh Tuesday March 14th at 3:45 there is uh Juventus and Porto Juventus up being two up up 2-0 two and then 3:45 Leicester City versus Sevilla Sevilla being up 2-1 um and then the following day March 15th uh Atletico um versus Bayer Leverkusen um let's go being up four two and then another exciting game to watch monaco versus man city uh also 345 at the same time on march 15th so definitely tune into those games like i said you can watch it on fox sports uh definitely recommend you know i'm trying to get into watching more soccer i uh, love to play soccer but i definitely want to get into watching more and they have been exciting games we've been talking about so I think that's going to wrap it up for this week's edition week two of sports geek central um like i uh, talked about in the beginning of the show next week we'll be talking about the bucks and the struggling lightning and talking about tampa bay sports um with my cousin andrew from um coming from brazil it's gonna be a, a fun time i'm gonna try to get you know Some of my friends to come and talk about their opinions. Uh, Since I'm in the beginning, you know, obviously I don't have the rep to get those big interviews. Um, That'll probably take a lot of time. But I'm going to try to get um, guests like my friends. And um, if you guys want to say anything about anything that I'm saying, um, just um, message me on Facebook and you know um also like I said you can find my podcast on Apple and Castbox um Castbox you would download on the Apple and Android store um search my podcast Sports Geek Central uh definitely leave uh leave feedback and reviews I definitely appreciate it so that I can um definitely improve for you listeners And this is definitely an exciting um, time for me to do this. I'm already starting to love this. And I hope that this is a great episode for you guys. Thank you for listening. And this is your host, Philip Carvalho um, from uh, Sports Geek Central, signing out. Peace.